for the very first time, I felt 100% responsible for my life. Mm. And facing challenges when you are on your own is a completely different ballgame from when you can literally go home or go to friends if you're even in a more familiar type environment or go, yeah, wherever else. You're listening to Let's Slide Up with me, Damiana B. I'm a Jesus lover, a dreamer girl who's passionate about seeing people, particularly Christians, live into the brightest intensity of light that we are called to be. So we'll be chatting with lots of bright sparks and learning how they shine through the maze of everyday life and addressing topical issues of the day. So if you're curious and want to know more, all right, keep listening and let's light up together. today's show i'm really really excited to have you guys listening in and today i have um, a very very first first guest on the show so today we're talking to a friend one day buddy geshe um one day is like I said, my sweet friend, but she's also like someone that I find really inspiring because of how she confidently just lays in her lane and is so committed to like the things that she does. She's a successful engineer, she's a songwriter, she's a career coach. So very multifaceted. Oh, wow. Okay. All these accolades. <laughs> and today we're just going to be, you know, getting to know her a bit more. And she gets to share some about her faith journey. And like really the theme of the show is, talking about how we light up in our world so we're going to be interested to hear more about you know how she's become this multifaceted display of you know light that we see today so welcome to the show one day super excited to have you thank you thank you for having me yeah 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 thank you for accepting my invite of course <laughs> so I said a little about you in the intro but like I really want like the people listening to you know, hearing your own words, you know. Um, so just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, okay, so, well, you already said it. My name is Yoande, but I like when people call me Yoande, but a lot of people still call me Yoande, which is fine. Um, so I'm an engineer. I like to introduce myself as an engineer because um, that's probably one of the things I would consider my biggest achievement. Um, <laughs> I, I have a master's degree in control systems engineering and I work full-time as an engineer so yeah and I really enjoy doing that I've always been sort of that mathematical physics type person like since I was in school and yeah I love the fact that I have a career in that field um but I I have hobbies as well I know most of us do so um yeah I love to sing I love music in general I used to write poetry when I was younger um poetry evolved into songwriting a bit more recently um and i am very 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 passionate about purpose and people achieving their full potential so i'm always looking for ways to encourage people support people um in achieving their full potential either in career or otherwise so i i end up doing some sort of coaching or mentoring type thing for people who are younger than me sometimes so yeah i guess i'm just always busy <laughs> 
and I love traveling yeah absolutely absolutely love discovering new places and ever since I realized that solo travel was a thing yeah I've been maximizing that as well so I love traveling I don't take the best pictures because I don't have the best camera but I absolutely love doing photography while I travel so yeah I have a few hobbies I'm yet to do a solo trip. Like I had one near event when I was at uni where I booked a ticket. I was meant to see a friend. And then my friend cancelled on me and oh. I chickened out of like the whole Oh shame. I wish I had someone like you to be like, Oh yeah, just go on the trip, just go on the trip. And I maybe I would have gone and I would have started this whole, you know, travel by myself journey. Yeah. But no, I mean, yes, I've seen all your pictures, one new. Don't worry, I know you're a world traveler. But it's awesome, <laughs> like, you know, you talking about how you've you've purposely pursued your passions, your interests, your strengths, and like now you're someone to mm. give to, you know, help you're helping other people as well, you know, be, get to where they want to get to. And Absolutely. That's, you know, really what this show is about. Like how it's not about it's important that we shine because we're called to do that. But then it's also empowering other people mm. to shine, you know, brightly because the world so dear. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's. I mean, I think I think it's a very important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so like you mentioned some of about um, how you really enjoyed mathematics, and in you know I guess in secondary school or maybe even earlier, and then obviously um, you delved in, you developed further into engineering. How did that start? Did you always know that you wanted to be an engineer, or you know, there's this Nigerian thing of engineering is <laughs> career so like how did that work just so a- I, I, that. yeah I think like many kids when we were in primary school we all wanted to be a medical doctor because there was just something so fascinating about being a doctor mm. but um I'd always been really good at math I remember like in primary school there were times when I used to get um extra homework to do because the teachers realized that I used to do the math homework quite well and they just thought they'd test me a bit more. So I got really interested in math and I was really good at it. So I guess I just sort of carried on with that. Um, When I got to secondary school, it was interesting because, yeah, my my interest in math and for the math continued, but Mm -hmm. I realized that I did not like biology at all. There was just so much reading. There was just so much content. There was just so much to, to memorize, but I preferred having to work things out on my own than having to sort of memorize information from a book. So I think that that was probably the first, um, the the first point at which I actually made a decision as to what part of the sciences I really wanted to focus in. So I can't say that when I was 12 or 13, I knew exactly what engineering entailed, but I knew that I wanted to do something that would help me use that sort of creativity and problem solving side of things, which is what I enjoyed. So when I was encouraged to study subjects that would lead me towards an engineering career, I had absolutely no issues with it. I do remember, though, um, when I was applying to go to university, I wanted to study mechanical engineering because it just sounded so amazing. And thinking about all the robotics type of things that were in the show when we were looking at it, it just seemed so exciting to me. But I think my, my, my dad was a bit worried about studying <laughs> something like mechanical engineering because he, he, I specifically remember him saying it just sounds so masculine. So we had a talk about it, and we had a talk about what um, certain things, yeah, my, yeah, what what um, the engineering really entails and all of that. And I remember um, being asked at the time as well whether there were any female engineers that I could think of that inspired me and I wanted to be like. And I still remember very clearly 
that I couldn't come up with a single woman in engineering that I knew that I could say I wanted to be like this person. And strangely, at the age of, I think, 16, I was at the time, I made up my mind that, okay, maybe if I'm able to actually do this, someone else might be able to think in the future, I want to be like this woman, you know, even, even if I wasn't able to find someone at the time I was looking for inspiration, maybe someone would be able to point to me as an inspiration in future. And I'm absolutely excited that I've achieved what I've achieved now, because hopefully someone is pointing to me to say, you know, I could be like you one day, I could achieve even more than what you has achieved. Anyway, so I settled on studying electrical electronics engineering instead of mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. But by the time I went to do a master's degree, um, my master's in control systems is pretty much a hybrid between the mechanical side and the electrical side of engineering. So, hey, I'm still involved That's in the mechanical. robotics That's and yeah <laughs> and, and all of that yeah you're, you're, mechanical you're, related I you're one of the people <laughs> in your field so you still get to you know represent across mm-hmm. those you know different areas of engineering that's awesome absolutely so now like absolutely. obviously you work with people with you know um well as a career coach what's like what's the one thing that you people come to you for help the most with like what's what do you find like is something that you're helping people most to achieve or to to work on well I think for the majority of us um when we went through sort of primary or secondary school we end up with coaches and teachers who give us the impression that by a certain age, you're supposed to have it figured out in terms of this is what I want to do or this is what my strengths are. But it doesn't always work out in the same way for everyone. And that's one thing that I've come to find. And sometimes people come, when, when people come to me with maybe a CV or just want to have a general conversation about career, I find that a lot of people expect that perhaps I would be able to give them some kind of formula they could go and apply. But many of them come away realizing that I'm actually asking them specific questions about their life and their interests so that they can form the decisions and they can know the reasons why they've made their decisions. And all of those reasons become the motivation that actually help them to carry on and do well. So the thing I found is, yeah, people think that there is a formula that successful people use, but I never believe that there's a formula that successful people use. I think you take the specific situations and opportunities you have in your life, you add them onto your strengths and abilities, and you're always finding a way to refine and get better as you go through. And that I believe is what success is all about. And that motivation as well, that comes from you knowing the reasons why you've made this, the, the decisions that you've made and pursued the things you've pursued. I think that's a very important factor in being able to be successful. So basically you're helping people find their why. Is that like people come to you and they're, they're basically, I guess, off, off grades, you know, they're thinking, oh, just show me the formula. But they're, they're like, but why do you need this formula? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to even get to? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Okay. That's interesting because, yeah, I think we, we've had, and like you say, there's some some coaches or some people, you know, who are successful, successful, and they do tell you like there's a like do ABC, like you know, wake up at five a.m. every day, or when you're in uni, make sure you pass because otherwise your whole life, yeah, exactly, like, just yeah. things right. But like you say, life is is very much more fluid and very unique. 
And I think you yeah. pointed at something very key because yeah. he talks about like, you know, people finding success. How, I mean, it takes me down to my next kind of point that I want to talk about, which is purpose, right? How do you think mm-hmm. successful fits in with purpose? Like, do you think like once, like how, how, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Let me open up the floor, right? And then I can maybe try and narrow it down to kind of what I think and like try and delve deeper into that. Okay. So for me, um, Purpose is, is such a huge thing. And I believe that the entire world, we're all living in this world where everything is interconnected and your purpose is bigger than you. That's one thing I've always believed. My purpose is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And all of, our dif- all, all of us achieving our different things and pursuing our different aims and goals comes together in ways that we don't even know sometimes. So it's, it's all connected. That's what I definitely believe. Um, I also think that purpose is connected to my faith. I believe that God has given each one of us unique things that we can do, unique skills that we have that we can use to achieve specific purposes. Again, for an ultimate plan Mm. where it's all connected and one single individual person cannot see the big plan, Mm. but in your lifetime, you would realize the impacts that certain things you've done have on other people and you would also realize the impact that certain other people might have on you and the things that you do so it's when i talk about like engineering for example and my career in engineering and me being able to motivate people who are younger than myself to be able to achieve their full potential i think that in that sort of career and um academic type route there is purpose in that but i also think that Beyond just achieving, say, finishing a project or achieving an engineering project, just the impact you have on people's lives in terms of helping them to improve the world and improving the generation, just having a positive impact on your generation. I think that's a big thing as well. And yeah, we we all just connect on that sort of thing. I love that because it's like people, sometimes you hear like, we need to find your purpose. Like you have one purpose that revolves around you. Like you find it. Mm. Uh, like, I like how you say it. it's really, and then I think I, I came across this, I don't, it's not a quote, but someone said this, right? She's talking about purpose and she's like, she's, she was referencing how that there's a purpose in God's heart for God's heart for humanity. So he has mm. a wide picture purpose for humanity. And then we individually have roles to play in that absolutely absolutely to bring his master plan so it's like okay a plus c plus d so there's like literally you're scientific so you know i don't know what's the (laughs) (laughs) number of ways that that all fits together and so i really yeah it's a moving it's not a fixed point like oh you know find your purpose your purpose is to you know do one thing or like you know a particular specific maybe career or mm. like maybe your purpose is to marry this person and to set up this church like it's so in the moment it's so it's it's a dynamic thing as long as you are fitting into god's wider purposeful man you're playing that role that he needs you to play in a way and i don't know if it makes sense because purpose is one of those things that i think we'll talk about forever <laughs> because everyone has like their own templates but i love how you you know put that perspective on it um and and like mm. it's really about the other people like how are you touching that people's lives right and that's through a myriad of yep yep 
So it's not one thing. And we find this pressure like, well, what's my purpose? Your purpose is like, it's like multiple things, right? You doing... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't believe it's just one single box being ticked. Exactly. Like you helping someone with career coaching, it might be one person one day that that's, you know, it impacts them and then it turns into something else. That's essentially you kind of work, walking in purpose. So that's, I think that's, that's a great like perspective. And then you touched about how you, you said it, you find it central to your faith. I mean, already we've been talking about like faith, but I think this takes it to a more personal level. Like how was, what's your faith journey, right? How did you come to faith? How, how does that, how does, just, you know, I guess the summary of like how you really came, how you've come to where you are now in faith. Cause you do seem like some, like a woman of faith, right? And like I said, you're a songwriter, you're <laughs> a worship song, you're a worshiper. So like, you're, you know, you're talking about, you know, helping people because you think, you know, from a faith perspective and you're writing songs, you know, about worshiping God. So how have you kind of evolved to this place in your faith journey? And I'm also conscious because people that are listening might be from like, some people are not, like they don't have that experience or maybe they have or like all different views, right? So it's interesting to make it like more personalized, mm. how it is, how people actually, you know, develop their faith. So, yeah. I think there's there's many ways to answer that question and it, it's quite a big question, but I think you want a bit of a story, so I'll I'll give you a bit of a story. Um Hey, so you're still listening to Let's Light Up. I just wanted to take this quick moment to tell you if you haven't subscribed don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you click that button so you can get notifications of when we have our upcoming episodes. All right. I know you want to hear the rest of the story. So let's get back to it. So I grew up in Nigeria and Nigeria is a very sort of God-based society. So you believe in God by default, you know, you believe that a God exists by default, but um, you go to church or you go to mosque. I, I grew up in a household where my, my mom is a Christian and my dad was always a Muslim until he passed away. Um, so I wouldn't say that I really understood faith as a child, um, but I knew that people served God. And so we did in the way that we did. Right. And we celebrated all the major holidays. So all of those, um, should I say the, the concepts of religion were definitely baked into me from when I was a child because I just I knew about everything that existed I knew people worshiped God people served God and did it in different ways but yeah. um in terms of actually knowing God or being connected to God in the way that I am now I'll say that that journey started when I properly moved away from home and that was when I moved to the UK all by myself and even though I'd been to like university undergraduate university in Nigeria I'd never really been in a position until I moved to the UK where I felt like I was definitely on my own. I mean, I had my pocket money. I had my um, accommodation in university. I came to do a master's degree. Well, I was an adult and I was, yeah, off on my own, doing my own thing with my own life. And Mm -hmm. for the very first time, I felt 100% responsible for my life. Mm. And facing challenges when you are on your own is a completely different ball game from when you can literally go home or go to friends if you're even in a more familiar type environment or go yeah wherever else but when when you're suddenly you suddenly find yourself on your own and you have to find 
support and you have to find comfort and you have to find strength. Well, you, you look for all of these things in the most familiar place that you can, even when you're far away from home. And I guess going to church and going to a Bible study suddenly felt like one of the things that was a familiar place for me to go when I needed strength. Mm-hmm. And I specifically remember when I started going to that Bible study um, in Manchester, because that's where I came to university in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go to a Bible study on a Wednesday evenings after classes and I would actually go back to my um, accommodation and I would read my Bible. And I don't remember before then being particularly consistent with just going to read my Bible on my own. But I just knew that I was looking for strength and I was looking for comfort. And that's what I started to do. Now, university was hard. There was so much to get up to speed with. Um, I was looking after myself, you know, when you talk about cooking or whatever, I was doing all that by myself. And the other thing as well was that I knew I wanted to build my career. And this was the beginning of building my career. So I knew that I had to start thinking about the jobs that I could apply to following that master's degree so I had quite a lot on my plate in going to um, interviews trying to get a graduate role while trying to study this incredibly difficult thing I was doing at uni while being away from home for the first time and just managing all of these things and I specifically remember several times honestly I would sit I would read my bible after a bit, I would realize that, okay, perhaps I could, I could do an application. When I'm tired of doing job applications because I've written and answered a lot of questions, then I would go back to studying because at least that other portion of my brain has been a bit relaxed. So I was doing a lot, but I was shuttling things in ways that when I look back at it now, it's, it, it, it almost feels impossible that I packed so much into that one year because all of these things I'm talking about happened in one year. But God became such an integral part. The word of God became such an integral part of my life that by the time I actually graduated from that degree successfully, I had even already started my graduate role before my graduation there was just so much that I was so thankful for by my graduation and God was just so baked into everything that I had done that there wasn't a way that I could separate any of my achievements from the fact that God had just helped me and seen me through and so settling into the UK you know being someone who was now starting her career and trying to grow and build yeah serving in church or doing those things or just finding a deeper connection with God just became something that I I just did because it it, it just made sense and I'm so I'm so grateful to have been able to plug in with God in that way because there is a certain sense of fulfillment and just a sense of peace that I just get from from just knowing that God is inside what I'm doing and mm. I will always, yeah, I, I will just always believe that God has sent me to where I am. And yeah, it's, there's, there's just this, yeah, this rest you just have when you know that. That's awesome. I love that story. I really do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's, everyone has like, it's, I like hearing this story because people come to faith in different ways. Mm. Right. And it doesn't have to take a dramatic mm. story. It's like with you, you had all the, I guess, mm. all knowledge, and now it was like coming to the fore, like by yourself. You then 
realized that you could apply it and then you dug in. I love how you said that the word of God became such an integral part of your life. And, and mm. I, you know, back to what you said, you know, growing up in Nigeria, it's a very religious culture, you know, and sometimes some people get trapped in that yeah, absolutely. religiosity. They're, 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 let's say for the, the purpose of this discussion, their Christianity is, hundred percent religion <laughs> which and, and i and mm. it's balanced now right we i i would say that as much as you're going to church every sunday for example that's a kind of religious activity right and that's fine mm. it's, it's how are you balancing that with the spiritual side and you saying like the word of god you that that time that you were putting into studying the word of god that was the spiritual element of it and like so mm. okay and i think that's something that is missing in a lot of you know <laughs> a lot of people's experience and that, mm-hmm. that that's where you know the authenticity of knowing god is like you only know him through what your pastor said what your mommy said what your like what people say you know and you're there yeah yeah and that's why, and that's why for me, that was such an important year in my life in terms of my journey with God, because yeah, even though I'd been to church my whole life before then, I can't say that I had a personal connection or a personal understanding. And until you're able to feel that personal connection with God, you know, you're not really able to see who God is to you. You're not really able to feel the effect of God in your life. And in, in, in fact, it sounds like a whole theory. It sounds like a lot of nice stories of miracles and everything that Jesus has done, but it's all very theoretical. I, I remember being in secondary school and sometimes we'll ask my mom for something and she would go, go and pray about it. And I remember being really annoyed sometimes because I'm like, I'm asking you for this. It's very simple. What do you mean? Go pray about it. But obviously like my teenage self didn't understand yeah. that, that a, a certain level of, faith in god for even basic things than i do right now i mean if you permit me to re- to refer to like for example the situation we're in right now it's that there's a lot to unpack about it but there is a level of faith that even makes you understand that in the midst of everything that is going on yeah. god is very evident and very present and available to everyone yeah. who is seeking his face and i i just i just marvel at how much one thing one same person you know can see god in 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 such troubled times who did not see god even when times were simpler but yeah. that's that's one of the things i can only thank god for about my my personal story you know so yeah. funny my mom still tells me so i i go to her with a problem i said just pray about it and i like see me my faith is still growing so in that part i'm like this woman this is not the answer that i asked for yeah <laughs> like literally half of the time my mom's was not telling you the truth just just pray about it i'm telling you so yeah. i mean growing this thing right i've not gotten to that level yet but we, we thank the lord for where we are now. it's not yeah it's not it's not usually the ins yeah it's no, not, it's not the easiest answer that. yeah especially when no, especially when yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> especially when you feel like especially when you feel like this person can actually weigh in on your situation and just give you like an idea of something they're thinking and they go go and pray about it it's like 
That's that's not what I want to hear right now. But yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes like the answer maybe yeah. like and I think from you know a wise standpoint, they mean they don't want to direct you in a way because it's like mm, well God knows best. And that's true. It takes you maybe really a moment of deep introspection to realize actually this answer, you know, maybe I don't need to speak to somebody first, I need to speak to God first. But sometimes it takes you know, takes me a while for that to be. Mm. But yeah, um, so thanks for telling us, you know, all about that, your, 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 I guess your journey. And like one of the things mm. I ask about is some of your songs, you know, so you re- recently released <laughs> singles, right? And the worship song, obviously from the place of like, you know, fellowship and worship with God. Mm. Just tell us a little bit about that. Maybe you can sing for us as well. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No problem. <laughs> but I know... You know also, please, I'm also going to plug my plug because I featured on one of one day songs. So that's part of why I'm really plugging it. So, <laughs> you know, it's one day Andy. So, yeah, it is what it is. But now tell us about just a little bit about, you know, that because, you know, you talked about how one of your hobbies. So how did that develop into like, um, you know, something that came to light? I know it's very exciting. So just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. So like I like I did say earlier, um, I, I I've loved poetry from very young. Um, I've loved writing. I always have a little notebook. I'm always like writing stuff. And I guess when I started developing into this sort of worship type person, you know, singing in the choir worship, um, because I love poetry, it became it 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 just it just evolved. I suppose my while I was writing, you know, I started to write things that I really felt about God. And I started to write things I felt like God just really laid on my heart. And when you start to get into the music, you know, you know, church worship is music um, in, in, a, in a lot of um, situations. Um, so when I started to just really translate the word of God, you know, and sing melodies, I felt like original melodies will just come to me and I can't really explain the songwriting process because I genuinely have never really sat down to say, okay, I want to write a song now. It's usually just, I'm sitting down and I'm either humming a melody because it just came to me or I'm singing a different song and that song I'm singing just evolves into something else because there's something that wouldn't leave my mind. And that's what has happened with all of the songs I've written. I'm, I'm very grateful to have recorded two songs so far. Um, if not for coronavirus, like we would have recorded a third one by now. Multi But we are where we are. And yes, um, I will never forget the day we went to the studio to record Endless Praise and you were there, Dami. And I mean, everyone who was in the studio that day, I it, they're all very special to me because I, I, I was so touched by the fact that I would share my vision with people, you know, and they would support me in the way that they did with you know you guys supported me with your gifts you supported me with your talents with your time you know and everything and people took it seriously and I was I was really excited for that and for every single person who has heard the song and you know for every as far as the song has gone as many times I has played I'm just so grateful that something so beautiful will come from you know someone like me and it's just it's just genuine this is, it's just, I suppose it's just a translation of where I am when I worship God, anything that comes out in terms of me writing a worship song, you know, because the lyrics of Endless Braze starts by saying, days rolling into nights back into day. 
And it's just such a basic statement, you know, every night, every day just passes by. And what do we do with all that time? And my heart just truly wants to be thankful to God for everything that he has done. And I feel like, just as I was saying earlier about my story, you know, of coming to know God better, I I just thank God because it's just evidence of where I am in terms of a rest with God, you know, where I've, I just really genuinely want to give everything to God. And that that is the translation of everything that I've ever written as a song. I'm really thankful that I have some kind of music ability to be able to actually put those things into songs and to be able to share it with the world because it's yeah it, it's 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 such a beautiful thing to to know that someone else has heard something that you have been part of creating and you know it's touched them in 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 a, in a certain way so i'm just i'm just so grateful for that yeah definitely it's your you i'm trying to be i'm trying not to be too um like with my po- the podcast name like but you're lighting up the world essentially that's what it is with your gifts and your talents and like you see it doesn't even come from me i I listened to this thing from ty bello who's one of my favorite um uh musicians and she was talking about like how she gets songs and she was saying about like you know it, the melody comes to her like it's it's like it's like downloading it from the spirit room or what you know i don't know so it, mm-hmm. it sounds like that, but it's you're essentially just allowing yourself to be a channel, and that's you know I guess absolutely, absolutely realize like just just accept just you know flow connect I guess with the divine which is within us you know and connect with it and just allow yourself to be a conduit and like don't be afraid to share with the world and I think that's what you've done and I know like I know like at one point you're like oh my gosh you know I'm doing this but really. It's your, you, you, the way that you took that whole journey was fearless and it was great to see. And I think definitely many people inspired by it, by the music, as well as, you know, just the fact that, ah, Wendy has done this, like, wow, this is great, you know? So (laughs) it feels like a dream still sometimes. Right on, right on, right on. All right. So you also talked about lockdown. I mean, we're in coronavirus, COVID-19 is really messing about with a couple of stuff you know right about now 2020 yeah like a wedding i really looked forward to and yeah anyway we'll do it when coronavirus ends yeah i mean that as well right mm, i mean the thing is, <laughs> the comfort is so many people's events weddings like all sorts are being cancelled too and then, then i guess it's, it's kind of when you realize it's big picture like it's, you can't as much as you feel the the like oh the pain of it like the whole world is fishing. yeah but for you right i have an answer for this but you can tell me your <laughs> answer what's like the thing that's been i guess i want to use the term saving your life i've heard it from another podcast but essentially what's that thing that's helping you get through lockdown we're in week five now so yeah it's been a while what's what's saving your life through this lockdown um one of my best friends, um, her name is Leslie, and I'm going to make sure she listens to this when it's out. Um, we <laughs> we worship on the phone on FaceTime every day, and we've done that. We've done that since day one. Wow! Um, it was very interesting because just before the lockdown started, I think the week, um, the I think the full lockdown was announced on maybe a Thursday. 
So it was either the Monday or Tuesday. It was either the Monday or Tuesday of that week where at work, we already started mobilizing ourselves to work remotely because we knew that the whole world was starting to do something very funny. And um, so Leslie called me that day and and, and as we were talking, um, we both, I shared something with her about, you know, because I'm single, she's single, we're not married um, yet. And I shared something with her and I was like, in a situation where we're trying to even look for company because yeah, I live by myself and all that. Um, then everyone is going and locking themselves out and we shared that kind of view on life, like what's going on. And then we both agreed that we were just going to worship on the phone every day. Amazing. And we've done that every single day without fail. Um, there's, we, we get to lunchtime, which is about half 12 every day. But there have been days when we've gone on for about two hours. And, <laughs> and it's just so funny because we're like, tomorrow we're going to be 20 minutes. Like, yeah, we're going to be 20 minutes. And so we've just worshipped and we've just prayed and we've just shared. And we've both just been growing in this time. And it's very strange because I'm not discounting the fact that there's terrors out there. Like, people are literally afraid to go outside, you know, because there's a fear of you don't know what's to come and people are literally, you know, dying. And it's, it's, it's never been more evident that God is so present with me the way I feel in this situation right now. And I'm just so amazed because I know that the same person you're speaking to now, this year I know you're speaking to seven, eight years ago, maybe probably have been a bit more, a, 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 a bit, sad or depressed in this time because you know living by yourself you know you're far away from family I mean but instead I'm, I'm just seeing so much I'm, I'm seeing the fact that I have a job which has never been busier so I'm so busy Monday to Friday um I'm always cooking I have so much time it's like I'm making proper meals I'm you know I'm cooking so much I'm I'm trying new recipes I'm so busy at work work has been so good I have a roof over my head and I'm seeing all the little blessings that God has just put around me. And even though I'm conscious of the things that are missing, I'm able to just see God and his goodness in everything. And I'm just so grateful for that. So I do not like the situation. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be by myself and be so far away from family, but I have not allowed myself to be caught up in what's missing. And I'm so grateful because it's only because of the presence of God in my life that I can be in this space right now. So I'm just so grateful for that. I love it. Like that's such a positive perspective. And like, profound. <laughs> it's like a testimony because literally like people are living in fear and anxiety. And like, I have a colleague who's like, Oh my gosh, the numbers are really looking at it. And it's, it's, I mean, if you look at it face value, it's all of those things. But mm. tap into something. Yeah. And so, I mean that's that I'm I love to see it. I'd love to see it. Just love to see it. I was gonna ask you what is the I guess the most challenging thing, but I think you've alluded to that about you know, being alone and being away from family. Would you say that's like the most challenging thing, I guess, that you are experiencing? Yeah, it's 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 hard. Mm. It's hard. I mean, it's yeah. My my mom likes to say something very um, commonly. She says, a man is a social animal, and that's very true. We, we love to socialize. So social distancing by definition is against the way we are created to be, <laughs> you know? Um, and even 
even as far as we might want to social distance, if you're living at home with your family, you're not going to distance yourself from your family. So social distancing is really keep your household away from other households, you know, but a household at least is usually a few people. So it's, it's really hard to be in this space and being alone, but that's the thing, I guess I'm, I might be physically living in my house alone, but I do not feel alone. And I'm so grateful that I can That's feel good. like that. My grandma, every time I used to say, oh, I'm... <laughs> I think maybe I'll talk to her when I was moved away from home as well in England. And I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe it's just me. I said, no, it's not just you. It's you and Jesus. And like you, <laughs> And you know, she said, okay, okay, okay. But <laughs> really feel that. So, I mean, that's amazing. And... Like, I, what's the first thing you're looking to do post-lockdown? Oh, I was going to say, mm, so you gave us your answer about what saving your life, and I couldn't have known that. <laughs> so you beat my answer out of the park. But I was going to say, one of them, one of them one day, is reminiscing about all your travels because <laughs> that Instagram, Munich today, Morocco mm. tomorrow, uh-uh, what travel is, okay. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure I know that's gonna be your reason. Are you secretly planning well, next trip? Basically, now <laughs> next question: What's the next thing? What's the first thing or the most thing you're looking um, to? Right after long. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I I really I really want to travel. In fact, I have a tr- I have two trips that have been cancelled because of coronavirus. So as you can imagine, I would have travelled to a few places. Yeah. by by this month um you know me a bit so you know about me and my my little journeys well the thing is i'm <laughs> as much as i really want to travel post coronavirus i'm also a little bit conscious that the world is changing and being that a lot of airlines have had to ground planes for a long time yeah. there might be a change in the way travel works after now and we still need to be conscious of social distancing for a while. So I don't know that I'm going to really do any travel for a few months, but maybe by my birthday in October, maybe I'd be able to go somewhere then, but we'll have to see how it goes. So yeah, as much as I do want to travel, I'm a little bit conscious of that. Um, yeah, the, the, the thing about reminiscing my old travel stories is that, again, I'm, I'm actually just so grateful for those memories. Like, I'm looking through, you know, when I actually started doing, because I think I'm posting one every four days or so, I actually, yeah, I started to, started to see that I was doing it periodically. But I'm, I, think I'm, I think I'm posting, yeah, I think I'm posting a memory every four days. And the thing I found is that when I started posting initially, I actually had forgotten some of the older trips that I'd made. And memories of those trips, you know, I, I remember a post I made a while ago. Um, I'm not even sure where we went, but I don't think we went abroad. I think it was me and a few friends, but we did a, a, a road trip within the UK. And I made a statement and I said, if you're not making memories, you're wasting your life. Hmm. If you're making memories, you are wasting your life. Um, and those memories are things that a lot of people are living on right now. I mean, a lot of people are doing it on Instagram. A lot of people are doing it all over social media, you know, just reminiscing all the good times and being grateful for what we've had. And hopefully that gratitude in the memories and that gratitude in the time, hopefully when we do all get to go out and do the normal social things that we do, hopefully it will make us all better people because we'll be able to appreciate more the people that we've missed. Um, what am I looking forward to? The irony is that I don't know what I'm looking forward to. I just want to know that there's nothing to 
fair anymore. Mm. And and that's just the honest truth. I, I don't know what I'm looking forward to. You know, I I I have I have hopes that I still the things I'm still praying to God for and I'm still hoping that all of those things come to pass. And this challenging situation doesn't make certain things easier, you know, but I don't know that there's a specific thing I'm looking forward to doing after this, Mm. but I just want to know that, you know, the world is no longer in a place where people are afraid and Mm. we're all just, yeah, Yeah. happy again. (laughs) I agree. I think that's the main thing, right? I mean, I have some things I'm looking forward to, but I think generally like that's, that's like been my prayer the most, like. Oh, sorry. I'm looking forward to a wedding. I mean, I guess post mm. lockdown, like generally, like what's next for what do you what's the next thing? Like are you gonna be losing more singles? Are you gonna be up in the auntie and like career coaching? What what are we anticipating from you as you know, the next kind of, if nothing, then that's like, oh, you're maybe you're having a time that you just want to see God or whatever. But, you know, maybe just share with us. People might be interested to follow up on. That's, yeah. that's actually a really hard question for me because I've actually been believing that. And from, from the beginning, a lot of things happened in the first couple of weeks of the lockdown conversations I had with friends. And I've actually believed that there's a reason why this lockdown is happening and there's things that are supposed to happen in this time. What those things are, I don't know. But I believe that there are things that are supposed to happen in this time and those things will help us form a perspective on what we're supposed to do after this time. Now, the thing is, before lockdown, I had a whole plan for the year. I I was recording um, a third song this quarter and then I was doing a whole studio live recording session in August. Yeah. Um, and I, we, we'd, we'd planned like a whole band and I had nine vocalists I had reached out to that we're going to do that with. And we're going to do a live worship session of an original song and do a live recording. So th- that, was, that was something that I'd seen so vividly and believed that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, because things have been thrown into this unknown situation with life right now I don't know that that's going to happen um I mentioned earlier that work has been incredibly busy in terms of my sort of engineering type career and again the trainings and things I was supposed to have done in this part of the year but training is on hold because of what's going on so I just I I don't know that I can see what my specific immediate achievements post coronavirus period lockdown. That's fine, right? Um, I, I don't know what those immediate achievements are. Yeah, I think that's fine because something, mm. it's not like that's fine, but like that's life, right? Because in the midst of so much uncertainty, uh, it's hard to see and you just kind of make yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key thing is like you, you're not anxious about it. You feel like this season is for a purpose right and whatever it whatever it is will unfold and like you know we'll pick it up from there yeah awesome what i'm just going to yeah what i'm sorry i was just gonna say what i would just encourage people to do is you know on the day that the the ban is lifted and we can go out and do what we like again i would want people to look at it as rediscovering what outside is you know 
and not trying to pick up from where you stopped because things have changed since the day we got locked down. So when the doors open, let's take a step and try and take baby steps to get to where we, we are instead of thinking that we are where we were when we started lockdown in March, you know, and it would, it really be important for us, especially sort of just mentally being able to manage what has changed because even though we can't see it, a lot is changing in society. A lot is changing in the economy. A lot is changing about us, you know, and I, I would just encourage people to just take baby steps once this is over, you know, and rediscover what life is meant to be. And yeah, and we'll, we'll all be better for it. I believe at the end of it. That's the perfect place to end. Take baby steps to rediscover what we're meant to be. Yes, yes, yes. So that's awesome. Thank you so much, Wane. I feel like I know you better, even though I've known you already. But like, I've just even enjoyed (laughs) taking time out to really, you know, talk about this thing like faith, some of the things you're doing, and like just. I guess mm. embracing embracing the gifts and talents that we have and knowing that we're part of a bigger purpose, right? Mm. So absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna have a lot to pick from from this. Hopefully, I think I have. It's been really refreshing. So thank you so much again. Yeah, we appreciate you know you coming in and hopefully you've also yeah. time chatting with me. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you for talking to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've definitely enjoyed this. Um awesome. All right, that's a wrap folks. Um if you have any um particular um like some need to go back to anything that we talked about, I'll link it in the show notes. I'll put a post up on some of Wendy's um like um Instagram where you can follow her on her career coaching and her um so yeah, winning, winning with one day. Winning with one day. Yes, yeah, so I'll put the link in the show notes. But until next time, everyone, stay blessed and let's continue to light up. Bye.